Garfield Japan. What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And as you find folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. And faders, this is episode number 546. Yep, that's right. Episode number 546. And um, for this episode, I am so sorry we do not have Tom. Unfortunately, Tom is MIA at the moment, but don't worry, he will be back for our next episode. And um, in his replacement, right now, we've got the one, the only, Sorkin. And Sorkin, I'm going to call you Sorkin just in case of shit hits the fan and uh, <laughs> I don't want you to lose your job or anything. So I'm not going to say your first or last name. We're going to call you Sorkin because actually that's what I've always called you, Sorkin. Everybody at work calls me Sorkin anyways. I don't know why. But everybody knows me by my last name since grade school. I have no idea why. Okay. All right. Sorkin is your last name. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. Oh, man. Sorkin, all right. I'm in Tokyo, and you are where? I'm in San Leandro, California. San Leandro, which is uh, just south of uh, San Francisco. It's next to Oakland, right? Yes, it is. It is next to East Oakland in the East Bay area of California. And it's, uh, it's pretty delightful out here. Delightful. Fantastic, man. Now, I'm having you on the show for many different reasons. And the first reason is I love you, man. I've loved you for the last 24 years. What is It's been so long, man. Fucking. Um, I love you too, brother. How do we meet? How do we meet? We met, if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, we met in the Jones Street dorms of Academy of Art University, Academy of Art College at the time. And uh, we were just hanging out and uh, drinking some beers and got along famously, if I recall. That is absolutely correct. I remember meeting you for the first time. You're wearing your black, like almost like khaki pants that have those big pockets on the sides. You're wearing a black tank top and then you had a red flannel shirt. I lived on the first floor, the street level. You lived on the third floor. And I remember it was like my second day there. All of a sudden, there's a knock on the door, and my two roommates, Sharky and Joel, they were gone for some reason, and I was just kind of getting adjusted, putting my things away, and I opened the door, and you're like, hey, what's up? You're the new guy, and you came in. I think you had a 40 or something that we split, and so you came in and shit, and fucking, you're like, hey, I live upstairs on the third floor and stuff. I'm John, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, shit, my name's Johnny. So fucking, we just sat down in my kitchen. I opened up the door before, like, the, I opened up the window before the window had all those bars and shit. Mm. Fuck, we just hung out the window. <laughs> Watched all the fucking people walk to Chinatown and stuff. And it was fucking awesome. And the best mm. thing about that neighborhood, well, there's so many great things about that neighborhood. But one of the best thing was the, the liquor store in the corner was owned by these people that were somehow, they're Chinese and they're connected in the Chinese, like uh, Chinatown community, where pretty much they were completely covered, right? They didn't have to worry about shit. So they sold to underage kids. So we go in there, we're fucking like, what, 18, 17 years old. We're walking yeah. in there. Now, I've got a baby face now. 
But if you can imagine my baby face 20 years ago with the even babier baby face, like, I mean, seriously, I mean, I look like, ugh, I look like Chucky. <laughs> I still but, have photographic evidence of your baby face from when we met uh, Mr. Cheech Marin. That's right, Cheech Marin. We did meet Cheech Marin in front of the dorms when he was uh, filming Nash Bridges and stuff. But um, yeah, that liquor store sold to us. We, I mean, 17 years old, buying liquor and stuff. And then they would ask us dumbass questions that they knew the answers to. So uh, how was your job? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I'm working in construction. And uh, yeah, it was a busy day today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good day. And here I am, this kid buying my fucking 540s a Colt 45. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I don't know when, but I just cannot tolerate malt liquor anymore. I don't know when it happened. But now my stomach gets a Mickey's and it'll just go, what the hell's wrong with you? Stop. <laughs> How old are you now? <laughs> That's what he's asking. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah, those are some good times, man. Fucking so many fucking things happen in those dorms, dude. Fucking I remember. Well, fucking that happened a lot. Uh, my roommate with his girlfriend at the time. Oh, God. She was a handful. Fucking. Uh, thinking, you, oh, God. What the hell was her name? Andrea. No, was it Andrea? Oh, that's right. It was, it was, there was Andrea and there was her, her friend, Andrea. Uh, something like that. If you remember her. Southern California girls. Oh my God. But <laughs> she, she got in a fight with my roommate. And so she broke my window where the glass fell all over my bed. <laughs> yeah. I remember being the one to tell you, don't that, be mad, but Andrea did something stupid and will help you clean up. Oh my God. And I did nothing. I did nothing. No. <laughs> She was just mad at Joel, and your bed with broken glass was the fallout. Oh, my God. And then her neighbors above us, they had a party that wound up being in our apartment dorm, or our room. And um, what was that one girl's name? Was her name Bree, the girl with the shaved head that was a gothic girl? Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. my God, I forgot about Bree. Oh, my God. They got her so drunk because they're drinking, like, red wine like it's red water, like it's Kool-Aid or something. They come down into my fucking room, and I don't know why they're in my room, but they're in my room, and they're drinking and stuff or doing whatever. And all of a sudden, she gets drunk, and she starts pissing all over my bed. I'm not even there. And and then she goes in convulsions. I come home from fucking a long day of studying and stuff at my oh university, my and there's this girl fucking twitching on my bed. <laughs> Brie had alcohol poisoning on your bed while she pissed on it? Dude, uh, yeah, dude, while she pissed all over it, dude. They had to call a fucking EMT, man. These guys came in. I've got fucking... Dude, you remember that? Were you there? I do now. I remember the paramedics coming. Yeah, and then I had to fucking study that night. (laughs) That bed, I had to flip my mattress over. Oh, God, that was crazy. Yeah, the dorm street... Uh, the Jones Street dorms, man. Th- that place was like a fucking. That was a trip, man. That was a real trip. Oh, there was, yeah, yeah. I think there was a reason after our semester that they made it uh, a male-only dorm and not a co-ed dorm anymore. Yeah, and they put bars on all the windows and shit. <laughs> well, I don't blame them for that because I remember after your your window got broken by you know dipshit. Um, I remember a hobo trying to poke his head in and was like, "Hey, what's up?" Oh, no, that happened every so often and shit. Like, I remember this one time, like, a fucking crack deal happened in my room and shit. Like, this one guy came in, and he's like, hey, listen, man, here, take this money, just hold on to this money and shit. And we're we're all fucking just having dinner, you know? We're having dinner, TV's on and shit. It's like me, Joel, and Sharky, and we're like, all right, cool. The guy just put $20 on our, our – so we keep our window open, you know, when it was, yeah. like, hot in the summer, right? So the guy fucking gave us $20, and then maybe, like, what? 
was it like 10 minutes later, another dude shows up and goes, hey, man, where's the money? <laughs> we're like, here's your $20. He's like, all right, thanks. And we're like, wait, did we just participate in something? <laughs> what the fuck did we just do? All right, we're going to go shut. Some crack. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. It was like twenty dollars that was left to us, and then twenty dollars taken away. After that, we fucking put the window down. I don't know what happened. I have no idea, but yeah, some kind of a transaction happened. Wow. Yep. I mean, fucking. It was the tenderloin. Actually, it was the tender knob. It wasn't just the tender no- knob. Wait, it was the tender knob. Fuck, it's been so no, long. It was no, it was tenderloin back in those days because it hadn't been cleaned up yet, and all the the ladies would hang out on our corner. Okay, yeah, I guess it was still tender tenderloin at that time. Yeah, it's so weird. The tenderloin yeah, so became I, lower and lower. Before lower. it got cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I remember the prostitutes. Yeah, that was crazy, man. They were all really nice ladies, but I, were you there? I forget. Were you there when it was in? Um, God, I want to say Glenn Shakering's room after he moved in with. Um, after he moved in with Terry. Oh, fuck. Because, yeah, me and Glenn, like, Glenn and Glenn was, Glenn and I are, you know, you know, we never had problems with one another, but we lived very differently. So when Glenn moved up there and Cody moved down into my room, I remember one night, like, wasn't it all the prostitutes would bring their customers on occasion into, like, the back parking lot? So they Mm. came down and grabbed a bunch of us and they had a bunch of ice, like, in ice trays and shit ready to go. So they started throwing cubes of ice down on the roof of the car <laughs> where the lady had her that. customer. Yeah. I I remember I remember that happening, but I wasn't there. Oh, okay. But I remember the porno that was being filmed or shot that was on the uh the was it it was on top of the building that was across the street from the uh, parking lot. Talking, was it a gay superhero porn or am I remembering it a little falsely? No, no, there was a girl. I, I was so far away. You know, we're all looking and shit. Nobody had binoculars or anything, but we're seeing pretty much like naked girls and stuff and dudes up there. I, I think there were girls. It's San Francisco. Who knows? You know, <laughs> but anyway, I, I remember that there happening. for the filming of the porn, but gosh, I wish I were. Yeah, I remember that. Whose room was that? That might have been. Um, oh, God, it's been so long, dude. Since what? 1995, 1996. God, no, 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 no. 1997. That's right. There's one thing that happened in our dorm that I feel a little guilty about to this day. Um, you remember Don, right? Oh, Don from New York. Yes. You remember Don, right? Remember mm-hmm. Don's weird Christian fundamentalist roommate? Uh, the guy that shaved his head. Yep. Yes. And one eyebrow, um, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah he, 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 SF wasn't too nice to him. But... I remember one day he did something to really piss me off and then he left. And then this, I don't even remember what it was. Some petty, you know, young dude bullshit. And I remember I was like, all right, motherfucker, fine. And I went into the bathroom and I peed in his shampoo. And I forget who else was in the room. I think it might've been Ed. Probably. And they're like, what'd you, they're like, what'd you just do? And I was like, I just pissed in his shampoo. And they're like, all right, I'm going to hit his conditioner. And like, it became a thing for like a week until he found out that I did it and somehow I took all the blame. And I remember there was a Halloween where he confronted me about it and I, in front of others, and I feel like a dick about it to this very day, I, in front of others, was like, yeah, I pissed in your shampoo. What are you going to fucking do about it? And 
didn't do anything and I embarrassed him and I feel bad about it to this day. Well, that guy's either in prison or dead, all right? Mm. <laughs> the lifestyle that he left is kind of weird. But well, he had um, it coming, but I was just like, oh, I feel bad for you now. I took it a little too far. Little oh, bit. man. Just a little bit. Oh, I mean, fucking, I mean, back then, I mean, that's that's when San Francisco was kind of like a raw, rough little city and stuff, you know? This is way before, you know, the whole, like, Silicon Valley explosion and all the companies. I mean, there's a lot of dot-com companies at that time, but it's not like now. I mean, you could get an apartment there for, like, what, 400 bucks, 500 bucks? Now that's unheard my of. First, yeah, my first one at, <laughs> on, um, on Sutter at Jones was, like, 725 725 That's reasonable. That's, like, Tokyo prices for most parts of Tokyo. Well, yeah, that's a reasonable price for a studio. Now they're twenty five hundred, three thousand. Oh I've god! Seen a, I've seen a one bedroom go for forty five hundred in San Francisco. It was probably my old apartment, which I paid four hundred and forty young four hundred and forty bucks for or something. Yeah, it was crazy. But What's I shared that building it, on Bush. Yeah, Bush and Leavenworth. But I shared mm. it with like two other people and stuff. So I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it was like four, eight, 12, but it was like a, what, a one bedroom, two huge rooms, two fucking Murphy beds, two walk-in closets, uh, corner room, beautiful view, top floor. No, your I mean, place on Bush was nice. I can't believe I moved out of that motherfucker. That place right now is probably going for $4,000 easily. You man. had that a reason, though. Oh, yeah, like, of course. A, you had a valid reason to move, and I don't blame you in the slightest. Like, oh, God yeah. damn, that was a beautiful apartment. <laughs> Horrible breakups do that to a man. You fucking leave everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh i noticed dude you were out within a, a week i was like wait what the fuck happened to johnny oh no no it wasn't a week it was like fucking it was at least at least two months after that i was fucking you know i just fucking everything fucking fell apart and shit you know fucking no and you, know, and you made the you clearly made the right move for yourself so you know Jesus, yeah, definitely. Uh, dodge many bullets on that one. Holy smokes! But yeah, yeah, you're you're dating a girl for fucking five years and shit. You find out she's fucking all your friends and shit. You're just like, wait, I gotta what, get what, the fuck what, out of Okay, one thing, I was your friend at the time, and that never happened to me. Now I feel yeah. a little cheated. No. And, <laughs> what, are you serious? Yeah. Because well, you never told, like, you never told me why, why you two break up, and I didn't want to pry, you know, because it wasn't my business. Well, I didn't know it at the time, you know, I mean, fucking eventually, you know, I found out and stuff, you know, no. and I, I kind of had feelings, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, yeah, it was, it was fucked up. Anyway, it's a crazy I had no situation. idea. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, fucking, hey, dude, this isn't new. This has been happening to dudes for fucking centuries and centuries and centuries, if not millennia. <laughs> <laughs> and that's since the beginning of time. Sorry, the, the beer's going to my head. I, I usually don't day fade these days. I try to, because of this whole fucking loose, actually Tokyo doesn't have a lockdown, you know? I mean, we kind of had a loose one, but it finished. But still, you know, I'm not really working all that much. And I try not to drink during the day. I try to stay sober mm. all day and then drink at eight o'clock at night, right? So eight o'clock at night, then fucking I'm like, okay, cool. I'll hit the bottle. Why not? But during the day, you know, I mean, right now it's like, what, noon? I don't, I don't drink beer at noon and stuff because the thing is, if I made that a fucking habit, dude, I'd be fucking loaded all day long, man. I mean, I love. No, it can easily become a habit. Like during this whole lockdown, when I'm not at work, I'm, I'm at home, and here's my PlayStation, and oh hey, there's a bottle of vodka. Why don't I have a shot? And one shot turns into five, and and ten, and 
<laughs> that is true, my friend. But for me, dude, I'm I'm not no longer a vodka guy. I'm a gin guy, dude. I fucking up the game just a little bit. Mm, I can't do the juniper berry taste. It's just something about it I don't like. Yeah, it's not for you. Juniper <laughs> berries, I'm not fond of them. And I mean, if I were to go with like a favorite liquor flavor, yeah, you know, because there aren't many good liquor flavors other than like really good scotch or <laughs> like Jameson's is good. Oh, Jameson's is great. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or like a good scotch or whatever. But honestly, Jägermeister. If I were to go with an alcohol that I like the flavor of, mm -hmm. but you can't drink too much of it before your pants are off and you're screaming bloody murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh faders um john is one of my oldest drinking buddies <laughs> by the way uh yeah me and john have had many actually john i remember if i remember correctly you were there for oh, my god. 21st birthday i was that's I, you right were there for my 21st birthday i don't remember <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh shit, my 21st birthday. That what a fucking letdown, dude. My 21st birthday, we fucking go to a bar. Now I've had a fake ID for about two years prior, right? So fucking going to bars is no big deal. So we go to the local fucking uh the pool bar. What was that was that on Sutter Street? Where was that? Polk? Are you talking about the one with the pool table on Sutter, or are you talking about like um Edinburgh Castle or whatever? No, no, it wasn't Edinburgh Castle. That was my 22nd birthday. But my my 21st birthday, it was you, me, and then another friend. We went in there and stuff, and I was just, I was hoping to get carded. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get carded. I'm going to show my ID, and it's going to be great. So we sit down, and the lady's like, all right, so what are you guys having? And then you're like, um, I don't know. I have an anchor steam. And then the girl's like, I'll have a porter or something. And then I just said some kind of a random beer or whatever. And she just like put it in front of us. And I was like, fuck, I didn't get carded. <laughs> <laughs> my first no, legal honestly, beer i miss being carded i used to feel like a little indignant about it when i was younger. Well, what do you mean i'm not old enough to but now i want that validity that they think i look young or mm -hmm. i'm like thank you i'm i don't look 43 and old and shitty after all thanks i still get carded <laughs> i still You're get saying, carded fuck you my wife gets carded but then again my wife she does look young <clears throat> You remember the lady? Remember we uh, we met you for our, my my wife. Well, which one call? We went to San Francisco for our honeymoon and stuff. We got drinks oh, with God, you and right. Morgan and shit. I, that's <laughs> right. We had that. I forgot party. all about the fact that you're married. I'm oh. a terrible person. It's okay. I forget sometimes too. <laughs> uh, wait, how long have you been married? Oh, uh, since 2012. Oh gosh. Oh wow. Yeah, dude, for fucking ages, man. Yeah, totally. Wait, are you married to Regina? Uh, Regina and I have not um, gotten our shit together on a wedding yet, but we've been together for like 16 years, so... Yeah. I, so pretty you know, much, I yeah. Mean, the tax break would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that is nice, I guess. Oh, man. Oh, that's insane. John... I want to ask you about your job because right now okay. in the United States, there's protests, there's riots, there's a lot of crazy shit happening. And um, you're not at the center of it, but you're kind of towards the center because you're working at a, as you're working at a hospital as a security guard. So you're seeing 
the shit of the shit. You know, you're seeing like basically, you know, the aftermath or is it even, could it be considered aftermath? You're, you're basically, you know, you're in the shit. (laughs) I don't want to paint it as though, as though it's like, um, as though it's like New York where they are dealing with a living nightmare every day. uh, And each and every one of those people is an absolute goddamn fucking hero. Um, I've seen photographs of people digging mass graves in New York for because the body count is just so fast and high. And they're, they're haunting. If you haven't seen them, I suggest you look at them because... Oh, I was talking about the protests. You're talking about COVID-19? Yeah. <clears throat> Holy shit. Okay, let's talk were, about everything. Yeah. They were digging, they were digging trenches. You know, Jesus Christ. But when I when you brought up my job, I thought you were talking about COVID because we haven't seen any protests at my work. We had we recently had a moment of silence for George Floyd, where we knelt for eight minutes and forty six seconds as as a workplace. Okay, that's cool. everybody went out like everybody went outside and went into the courtyard and just knelt for eight minutes and forty six seconds silently because. Mm that's how long it took for that gentleman to die from uh, the police officer. I believe his name was Derek Chauvin uh, kneeling on his neck. So that is, that is the length to which it has impacted my workplace. My workplace has been way more impacted by COVID, but so far as the protests go, we um, really haven't seen that much. Oh, okay. I thought like your area, East Oakland, was hit by protests. I thought there's like um, a couple of like places that were set on fire and cops were shooting no, people. Was, like were bo- there was a lot of protesting in Oakland. Um, I work at the San Francisco campuses, so we were not, we have not been impacted too much by the protests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's more commute issues, really. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I was under that impression. All right. Well, shit, dude. Okay. Well, then, well, congratulations. I'm really happy that you don't have to deal with, um, you Thank know, people you. coming in that are like pissed off, that are like been beaten no, up by the no, cops and shit. We have security issues with people coming in angry every week. I'm sure. Like, because it's a hospital, you know, no one is happy at the hospital. Like, have you ever been to a hospital and been like, hey, I'm happy to be here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody other than people having babies or finding out a loved one is now cancer-free, or, you know, things like that. Other than that, nobody wants to be there. And there's always people who are angry or upset, or... So that happens pretty much every day. Jesus, the stress must be crazy. It can't... You just have to not take it serious. Take it uh, personal. It's not a personal issue. Just, okay, here's the thing about working hospital security. Here's the intense thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have your shit together at all times. At all times. Because things can happen. Um, I had a coworker who a gentleman wanted to come in who was not supposed to come in. Um, long story short, a coworker of mine ended up with a skull fracture and he was he had to get some medical care. Jesus Christ, dude, that's insane. Well, at least he's in the yeah, right place. And, and right, like that's the comfort I take in it 
if a person were to ever stab or shoot or hurt me, mm-hmm. I'm at a hospital. I'll be fine. <laughs> Hopefully, but, unless it's a head wound. <laughs> but eh. but um, my coworkers and I are very highly trained um, in conflict resolution, de-escalation, yada, yada. And no one wants to get in a fight. No one wants to hurt you. No one wants that. Yeah, of course. So we take a lot of measures to um, to mitigate it. But yeah, like we were more impacted by COVID nineteen than the protests. How are you impacted by COVID nineteen? Like, uh, basically, I I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world. Japan right now, like, it's kind of like don't talk about it, don't think about it, just continue mm-hmm. working and stuff. Like, we had a uh, one month long. Um, it was kind of like a loose lockdown where pretty much like the government politely asked all the venues and um, I guess restaurants to close or at least minimize their hours and wow. people coming in and stuff. And um, for the most part, uh, a lot of them did comply. And um, I think a lot of people did stay home, although a lot of people didn't, you know, I don't know. Mm. It was just like, you know, the government recommended everybody to kind of like stay indoors. I stayed indoors. I've been inside since fucking February, man. <laughs> I'm fucking my man. I, yeah, dude. I mean, look how fucking fat I got, man. But anyway, no, dude. Here in America, though, it has not been politely asking, "Please stay inside," because you know how we Americans are. It's been motherfucker, stay your ass the fuck inside and put your fucking mask on if you're going to the grocery store, and don't be a dumbass piece of shit. Like that's basically been the tone that we've been given from the government. And the thing is with this mask thing, I think masks are great, dude, because like the thing is, all right, for me being a dude, I'm like, all right, first off, if I wear a mask, I don't have to worry about shaving. I shave every day, right? So the thing is, I'm like, fuck it. I don't have to shave. Fuck it. This is awesome. Put a mask on and shit. And then for a lot of ladies, a lot of ladies are like, what? I don't have to fucking wear makeup. Fucking awesome. Put on a mask, put on sunglasses, makeup fucking situation solved. Because, you know, for a lot of girls, yeah. it takes at least like half an hour to an hour, sometimes more in Tokyo to do their makeup and stuff, you know? So, I mean, yeah. they put on a hat, sunglasses, mask, and they can go to the town, you know? So, I mean, it's, I don't know why. No, and masks are like, they're a necessary thing because the science behind it, and I, I learned this at work, like a great thing about working in a hospital is, I have access to doctors where I can go, hey, what is the science behind X, Y, or Z? Or you could say, excuse me, is this herpes? Like, no, it's called a cold sore, but yes, it's herpes on your cock. (laughs) (laughs) That escalated quickly, sir. Um, No, but I can, like, so the way one of the physicians explained it to me Mm -hmm. is that the mask is not to protect you from others. It's to protect others from you. So if you're asymptomatic and if you've only been just infected or yada, 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 the mask will keep you from getting other people sick. And if everybody uses it, then, hey, nobody will get sick. Awesome. But But the Americans get mad about it and don't wear the mask in a lot of places. So take away my freedom to get people sick. (laughs) Motherfuckers. Fuck seatbelts. It fucks with my freedom to die in a car accident. I know, right? Everything's about freedom. Oh, God. oh, fuck food safety. I want the freedom to die of botulism. Oh, geez. That's insane, man. <clears throat> so COVID-19, man, like fucking, you've seen everything. You've seen like people that have, they, they come in. You've seen people A with lot. it. You've seen people possibly, of course, pass away from it and stuff. I've seen a lot 
not everything. I've had a couple of brushes with some really sick people that um, left me feeling shaken. That's that frightened me. Um, I've had some close encounters with people who very clearly were very sick from COVID. Uh, well, I can't say if it was COVID, but they were coming in for treatment and they were very, very sick and yada, yada. Um, I've also had to uh, be in the ER close to the COVID ward and this and that and the rooms that are isolated for COVID people. And it is frightening. It, it, it made me feel very vulnerable. And I have... I have a mask. I have gloves. My my workplace takes care of me, and I am provided with the personal protective equipment that I need. But seeing these people so sick has been frightening, and I can't show that at work. I have to be the face of calm. I have to tell these people, sir or ma'am, I am going to take you to the place where you can get care. And I've had to escort them, and I've had to be around them, and I've taken measures to protect myself, but it's been more than a little scary. It really has. What do they look like? What are some visual symptoms that you can see? All right. Um, I'm going to be very vague here. <laughs> no, um, be very graphic. <laughs> I have. There's a very limited amount of what I can and cannot talk about. Um, because I have to respect the patient's privacy. Well, those are their names. Respect, I have to respect a thing called HIPAA law. So there's very little that I can talk about. But uh, there was a there was a person. Um, there was a person who was an adult person who came through to Kaiser, and this person was being escorted by their partner. And this person had their shoulder over their, their arm over their partner's shoulder, like being military carried. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. when you see someone get shot in an army movie and their friend like has their arm over the shoulder and carrying like that. Okay. They're carrying this person into the hospital. And this person <clears throat> looked as though they were in the final stages of a zombie bite. Like you've seen Dawn of the Dead and shit, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You've seen those. And you know how when someone gets bit and they're through that cycle of infection and they're like shivering and have like purple bags under their eyes and are coughing and just look to be at death's door. I had to escort a person like that to get care. And this person's partner was terrified. And this person was terrified. And I had to be... I had to reassure them. I could not show the fact that I was afraid myself. And um, I had to, I had to um, efficiently get them to where they could receive care immediately. And it was a, it was a, it was, it was a high pressure situation and a scary situation, but it had to be done, man. Shit, dude. Wow, that's pretty intense, dude. I guess you're a hero. You stop it. Thank you. But thank you. Sorkin, you'll always be my hero. You're hey, my Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> no, everyone I work with has been heroes through this. People are pulling 12, 16 hour shifts. I can't do the 16th. I lose. I I'm useless after 12. 
but people have been pulling 12, 16 hour shifts on my crew. People have been subjected to abuse, um, possible biohazard. Um, no one comes to the hospital happy. Everyone's afraid. Everyone's sick. <clears throat> and everyone is trying to care for a loved one or, or whatever. But one thing I will say about my crew, each and every one of them are goddamn fucking heroes. Awesome. And they've been holding it up, and we've been holding each other up. And everybody who works at a hospital in the United States right now is a legit superhero. I don't care if you're a custodian. I don't care if you're – I don't care what role you fulfill. You're putting your life at risk being there, and you're a goddamn hero if you work in an American hospital right now. And I, I would say – I would say all Sorry. hospitals, all hospitals. True, all hospitals. Well, all yeah. hospitals. I yeah, all, I am in my statement. patriot all bastard. <laughs> I know I am a bit American, aren't I? I'm sorry, um, but no, like all of my colleagues have been really, really stepping up to the plate, and I'm proud to work with them all. Okay, that's 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 great. That's really fantastic. I'm ha- I'm very glad to hear that. Um, I got a couple of questions regarding the COVID. Maybe that you can clear this up. Um, I read a lot of information. I got a lot of free time on my hands, right? And I've heard that like there's certain different symptoms of the COVID or maybe uh, aftermaths, uh, some effects of the COVID, right? And one is that like when people get COVID in their later stages, that the blood kind of like thickens like maple syrup. Is that true? I've heard that myself. I don't know whether or not it's true. Um... I've heard that. Okay. Um, another one. Another I one is know a guy who went on a ventilator, but that's, I, I mean, I know very little. I, I'm not a, I can't speak to, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Gotcha. You're not a doctor. All right. Another one is like, um, I've heard that a lot of people that go in to like, uh, they're, they go into intensive care units, ICUs and stuff, and they have the ventilators and yeah. they, they recover from the COVID, but the thing is they, they're listed as a, um, a recovery, but although their lungs are completely scarred and now they're on oxygen for the rest of their lives and stuff, is that- I've another- heard there's long-term damage. That's what I've heard, but I have not personally seen it. All right, those are my two fucking uh, major questions. God, dude, <laughs> day fading. <laughs> oh, shit got shit took a serious turn there didn't it here i'll tell you a funny yeah. hospital story a funny hospital all right all right good <laughs> i've this never heard that before what three clowns enter a fucking... i was employed with kaiser okay here we go um this was at another hospital that i'm going to leave blank at the moment um so insecurity at a hospital you encounter transporting corpses okay it yeah, I know. I <laughs> roll with me on this. Wait so a second. Wait to... a second. Were you stealing watches or something from the dead? <laughs> no, nah, they're teeth. No, I'm kidding. No, I've never stolen anything <laughs> off a body. No. So there was a gentleman who had been brought in. There was we call them decedents. There was a decedent who came into the hospital, and we had to move his body. Um, and this gentleman was very, very large, and his and this is going to be gross, but once a person dies, if they are a, a heavy person, their body takes on a very jello mold-like quality. So there's a lot, of, a lot of jiggling, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure. So a coworker of mine and I have to put this guy in the freezer. 
and um, you always are very respectful of the remains and this and that. And it's, it's not funny when you're doing it, but we're taking this, this fellow in and there's a lot of jiggling and he was a very heavy gentleman. So we almost dropped him on a few, on a few, a few times. And there's a thousand ways that could go bad. So you don't want to do it. So we finally get him in. We, we push him in and it, there's a lot of jello wiggling. And my colleague and I looked at one another and we're like, Holy Christ. It was like moving a jello mold on Thanksgiving. And we both just fell out laughing because humor is a big coping mechanism in a hospital. So we were making jokes about the jello corpse for about a week and a half. I've heard about things like that. For example, like people that are, that were in Vietnam, world war two, world war one in the trenches and stuff, you know, they would make jokes about like all the crazy shit that was happening, which is completely not funny, but at the time it's funny, but it was like a coping mechanism to keep them going and stuff. Yeah. uh, You would be surprised. Like, it's not common knowledge. I mean, why would it be? A lot of people don't think about the ins and outs of the realities of security in a hospital, but we see dead people of all ages. And I mean, all ages. I'm sure. I'm sure. So that's, it gets weird. It gets weird sometimes. That does get weird. All right, man. I got a question. Shoot. <clears throat> Back in the day, I was the night manager of Harold's International Magazine Shop on Geary Street. And um, I fucking ran that place. And um, I have a feeling I know where this is going. Yes. And um, basically, you know, we, we kept on losing staff and staff and staff. A lot of people graduated from college or just moved on to better things and stuff. And so me being the manager, I just started getting all my friends employed. Marlon, you and a bunch of other people and stuff. And it was pretty easy, right? I mean, the interview was, um, hey, uh, you like to read? Yep. Let's fucking do it. Right. You're in. Right. And then we fucking had our own, our whole initiation and our whole initiation was getting drunk during the shift, selling magazines at uh, California's biggest international magazine shop. And I spent um, a lot of time drunk behind that counter, sir. Oh yes. Oh yes. 110% and stuff. I mean, that was my whole thing. I was like, let's make this fucking thing fun. Dude, we're sitting here. It's a huge magazine shop. We have thousands of magazines from every country of the world and stuff. We have newspapers from everywhere. You want a Bangladesh newspaper? We've got three different Bangladesh newspapers. We got everything, right? And so oh, we those just French Vogues were hot. Oh, the French Vogues? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much any kind of a magazine, any kind of porn from any kind of country, we had fucking everything, right? Oh, we did have an, we had a very respectable porn selection. Yes, 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 we did. I got robbed at that shop, dude. <laughs> That's another story though. Um, but anyway, I got you that job at that place. If I moved to California, if I moved back to San Francisco, me and the lady, is it possible for you to get me a job at your hospital? And can we get drunk? <laughs> I remember drinking right. with you on our first shift. <laughs> you can talk about that if you want. Um... In order to work at my workplace, you have to be able to obtain a California Guard card, uh, pass a drug test, have no felonies, and, uh, and pass a series of interviews. So if you can perform all of those tasks, then yes, I can get you a job. Easy. I am in, it's amazing. I am in the least playing around job I've ever had. Like, 
you would be surprised to see me at work because at work, John, is very, very, very different than the John you're speaking to right now. I'm sure. I'm sure. Do you get it? Uh, dude, my co-host is a security guard in Japan. Yeah. Well, it's, this is Tokyo, and he's a security guard at uh, constru- construction sites. And all he has to do is just stand there for eight hours. So he goes there and he stands there, and maybe he directs traffic a little bit and stuff. And sometimes, you know, he's a little bit... Um, well, I mean, maybe he drank a little bit before his shift or maybe the night before, mm. but he just stands there and just kind of just like goes into the zone, I guess. Right. So, I mean, you need zero training for that job, um, which, you know, which is a good job. You know, it pays no, yeah. well. It's it's good. No, it's stuff. solid money. It's solid good. I should definitely, I should have had him on the show. But anyway, the thing is, oh, I forgot my train of thought. Dude, I'm too fucking faded. <laughs> Uh, were you going to inquire about my training? Uh, what is your training? You got to get a black belt. And, oh, no. Do you get like a gun or any kind of like a weapon or anything like that? I am currently, I am unarmed. Uh, we are not armed uh, within a hospital. Uh, but the training I do have is uh, de-escalation, conflict resolution, um, disaster management. I'm qualified to perform an evacuation of a disaster area. I have a little badge on my, I have a little sticker on my work badge that permits me to enter disaster zones. Um, I know how to deal with a biochem agent release. Um, Jesus Christ. It, yeah. We get, uh, we get counterterrorism training, if you'll believe that one. Oh my we, God. Yes, I actually have counterterrorism training. Um, I have handled during training exercises live anthrax. What? <laughs> yeah, an actual vial Wait, of anthrax. Did they have guitars um, and drumsticks? Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Caught in the marsh. Fucking, no, but it, it's a serious thing. It really is. We get really highly trained because one of the trainings I've received uh, in a disaster situation is, uh, and this was a FEMA training, you store dead bodies in a disaster situation at the rear of the hospital so people who are coming into the front of the hospital don't see them. So, yeah, it's, it, it is the most serious work environment I've ever had. Jesus Christ, dude, that sounds insane. <clears throat> I wish you, I'm sure you probably wish you're back at Harold's. <laughs> Actually, I find the work to be really rewarding. Um, I get to help keep people safe in a hospital. It it which is dope, which is not where I thought I would be at forty three, but it's it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, I get to help keep people safe. That's, that's good. All. That's good, man. Well, congratulations, man. I'm I'm really happy that you're happy where you're at, and I'm I'm happy that it's rewarding. And actually, I'm just really happy to have a beer with you, man. <laughs> Or a couple. <laughs> Happy to drink with you, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, man. I think right now we should take a little break. <clears throat> and what we're going to do is when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the news. We've got a lot of news happening this uh, this week. Let's do it. All right, you ready? Ready. All right, cool. All right, dude, I got to get another beer. I'll be right back. Copy. <laughs> Are you in Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! 
Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're gonna get your fit on, you gotta get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to... Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously, got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right, got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Hey yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. 
These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each and they're worth so much more. These, are, these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, Enjoy the show. <laughs> Just go with it. All right, cool. We're, going with it, it. We're back. We're going with it. Faders, Sorkin is here, and he's going to read the first story. And Faders, I, you probably guessed this. I've known this guy for so fucking long. This is like my brother from another mother. This is insane, Sorkin. You look good for being, what, 50? <laughs> Man, fuck you. <laughs> All I'm right. 43. For the record, and yes, John is absolutely one of my absolute best friends in the world. And I love this man. And if I was a lady, I would date him and marry him and have like a million of his babies. That's already happened twice. Okay. <laughs> a million? Damn. A million. Without, right. without further ado, let's bring on the news, motherfucker. Okay. All right, so the news. What do we got? Okay, actually, uh, traditionally, the guest goes first. So, my friend, you go first. All right. Do you want to read? Apparently, on June 20th, a Kyoto woman was arrested for stealing a cat from a pet shop and offered a strange justification to the police. Ooh, here we go. What happened was pet shops in Japan, particularly ones in big cities, tend to get a lot of walk-in traffic in the evenings. As (laughs) people walk by on their way home from work or errands, Many of them will have their eye caught by a cute canine or a fluffy feline through the window glass and stop in to ooh and ah at them for a while, uh, even if they're not ready to commit to an animal companion at home yet. Gosh, this writer of this article is delightful so far. So odds are that 36-year-old... Shit, I'm such an American. Chiyano didn't attract much attention when she walked into a pet store in Kyoto's Ukiyo Ward a little before 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Nor did she attract much attention when she left. What did cause a commotion, however, was when it discovered she'd secretly taken one of the animals with her. Dinner! For some nefarious purpose, I, I assume. Um, specifically, it was a Norwegian forest cat that was missing when the shop staff noticed its absence they called the police less than an hour later officers spotted yano holding the cat which was unharmed while walking along a street near a home in i apologize again i'm such an american nakagio ward according to the police yano waited until none of the clerks were looking and then opened up the door of the cat's enclosure and taken it with her However, she insists that she did not steal the cat because, in her words, this is a cat I found before and took home with me. So this isn't stealing. (laughs) It's unclear whether she brought a stray and brought it back to the place the night before it ran off, or whether she was a caretaker for it for an extended period of time. Uh, If it's the former, her claim of ownership is shaky at best. 
And if it's the latter, that raises the issue of how the pet shop came into be possession of the animal. Then there's the matter of how reliably Yato can visually differentiate the stray that she claims to have previously found from one of the other cats. But even if it does turn out that Yano has a sound claim that she's the rightful owner of the cat, the police still don't look favorably upon a private citizen taking the resolution of custody claims. So, I think that this lady, I think she was part of an evil cult, and I think they were on their way to sacrifice it to Great Cthulhu, who dwells beneath the waves. Uh, I think that she was going to sacrifice this cat with her satanic pals and bring about the end of the world. That's or prevent my it. it. Or prevent it. Maybe, maybe the cat was going to prevent the sacrifice to end the world. There's, uh, there's devil worship involved here somehow in animal sacrifice, and I'm sticking to that. Dude, I completely concur, man. I completely concur. At first, I was going to think, well, maybe it's dinner because, you know, I mean, this time of year right now in China and other parts of Asia, they have all the dog sacrifices, no, not sacrifices, but the dog festivals where they eat the dogs and stuff or whatever. Mm. That's happening mm. right now in China. It's a fact. Look it up. It's horrible. And no, I've, um, seen, I've seen the pictures of the, yeah. Maybe, maybe this could, I, first I was thinking maybe this is something along the lines of that or whatever, or maybe it's a rescue. She's like, you know what? This cat could go into the wrong hands. If I, if I rescue this cat, I don't have any money, but I'm just going to take this cat and I'm going to raise it as my own. That's another, another option, a possibility, or possibly you're right. She's trying to either start or initiate the end of the world or prevent it. I don't know, Sorokin, I think you're onto something. Maybe it's an evil pet shop. I don't know. An evil pet shop. I love that. Evil pet shop. Now that's the name of a really good metal band. <laughs> evil pet shop. Evil pet shop. <laughs> Why not, dude? <laughs> the or evil a, pet shop boys. Or a fucking oh, maybe a dead milkman song. Or possibly you're from Chicago. <laughs> you're from Skokie. Maybe a, a screech and weasel song. I I I don't know. I think that's more the dead milkman's wheelhouse. I think uh Driving the bitch and Camaro to the evil pet shop is more a dead milkman song. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. That's in their cards. Oh, man. But that's pretty insane, man. But, uh, yeah, no, a weird thing about the story. Well, everything's weird. But one thing about the story that is kind of unusual is she stole a cat, right? Now, you think, like, maybe she get a slap on the wrist. But in Japan, if you go to a pet store, cats sell for, like, $1,000. $2,000. Some cats and dogs in Japan sell for $5,000. My wife and I were thinking about buying a, a poodle, not a poodle, a chihuahua, because I love chihuahuas. I'm one of those guys that like small dogs. Sorry. Anyway, we went to like the shop to fucking check out chihuahuas and stuff, and they were going up to like $8,000 for a fucking baby chihuahua. And I Wait, was like, are, you're talking not 8,000 yen, but $8,000 American for a chihuahua. Yeah, 800,000 yen. So that's like $8,000 roughly. So, no, it's fucking, no, they, they don't fuck around with cats and dogs here, dude. I mean, the thing is, if you are going to get a cat or if you are going to get a dog, you should go to a rescue place. I mean, at the time, I was thinking Chihuahua. If, if, if I was just going to get a dog or a cat now, I would definitely go to a rescue place. But mm. going to that place, going to the pet shops in, in Tokyo and stuff, especially we went to one in Ebisu, one in Nakamegro, We went to one in Roppongi. These are kind of higher-end areas of Tokyo and of Japan. 
but still like the prices were just insane. They were outlandish. And so That's if I can crazy. Yeah, but think about this. That girl, if she stole, let's just say she did take that cat, right? She did take that cat. That cat could be like $2,000. That is probably, that's like, well, that's grand theft. I mean, she could do some serious time for that. You know what? I take back my end of the world cat sacrifice theory. I bet she was trying to breed them to, to finance some kind of high society jewel heist. Possibly, possibly. I, I kind of like the whole end of the world or starting the end of the world kind of thing. You know, that's better. Whenever you get devil worship, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, Hail Satan. It, 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 Slayer is very closely associated with the devil. I mean, I bet he has the best parties. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, we've said this so many times on the show. There's absolutely no beer in heaven, but most likely in hell. Yeah, but all the beer in hell would like be boiling. You'd have to drink boiling beer. So it'd be and like even what, the England is like a lesser degree of hot. Oh, that's true. But you know, when you go to England, you've you've been to England, right? Once, yes. Once. All their beers room temperature or a little bit warmer. You know, then again, mm. I was I was there in the summer. I was there in the summer. Maybe it's different in the winter. But yeah, it's like all room temperature compared to Tokyo. I mean, Asia, beer is ice cold. They don't fuck around with beer, you know. So if you go anywhere in Tokyo, it's just like here is a fucking big glass that's frozen. And here's an ice cold beer in it. It's fucking great. So refreshing in the summer. But so maybe, maybe in heaven, Jesus and uh, Buddha or I, I don't know, Muhammad, whatever. Maybe they, they chill with like, I don't know, Asahi, super dry. But if you go to hell and you're you're fucking partying it on with fucking Satan and shit, I don't know. Maybe you've got a London Pride or something. I don't know. Hey, I, hey I'll drink. A, I'll drink a. I'll drink a. A warm Guinness like in hell with the devil. I'm not going to discriminate against them. Oh hell no, man! Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, that would probably be have, rude. They probably have better music too. Mm. <laughs> I would rather listen to Emperor than Amy Grant forever any day of the week. Ditto. Ditto. Oh, man. Okay, that was an awesome story. Okay, let's see. What am I going to do? What story am I going to take? Um, okay, that's that's dark. I'm going to save that one for later. Uh, okay, so, okay. All right. This story right here is nothing new to our Got Fitted Japan listeners. To all our faders out there, this story is not new whatsoever. But for you, it could be uh, kind of a new thing. I like, I like new things. Hit me. Okay. Man arrested for filming up women's skirt on train platform. This story took place in Tokyo. Police have arrested a 28-year-old man in suspicion of filming up the skirt of a 21-year-old woman on a train station platform in Machida, Tokyo in May. According to police, the incident occurred on May 6th on the platform at Tsurukawa Station on the Odaku Odawara line. Fuji TV reported at the time there were not many people on the platform as few people were commuting due to the coronavirus. The woman suspected something when the man stood close behind her but hurried away. Uh, police said the suspect, Rotaro Kaneko, was identified through station surveillance cameras footage. They said he has admitted to the charge and that an inspection of his smartphone camera revealed he had filmed up the women's skirt on different days. Oh, shit. No, other women's skirts on different days. So pretty much this guy was a serial filmer, dude. So he fucking walks around these girls and he pulls on his smartphone and maybe he goes, he pulls a giant candy. Remember Splash? 
Remember the movie Splash from John How Candy? How dare with- you tar John Candy's name with that brush, sir? I will definitely tar it because it is in Tar Dude's name. Basically, wait, John- wait, who did John Candy upskirt in Splash? Because I've seen Splash. That was one of my first viewings of Titty with Daryl Hannah when I was a young man, and it was life changing. When was John Candy upskirting in that movie? Okay, at the very beginning of the movie. They're on a boat. It's like young John Candy and young Tom Hanks, right? They're on the boat and John Candy would drop a bunch of change and he'd go to pick up the change and he would look up the girl's skirts, right? So maybe this guy is John Candying, right? He's fucking, he's dropping some yen and he goes down to pick up the yen and he pulls on his cell phone and he's looking up there and he's filming up the girl's skirts and stuff while he's picking up his change. Maybe that's his technique. I mean, some people do the John Candy, other people do, well... The Rick Moranis, but we're not going to go wow, there. Wow, that joke would not fly today. That's a very different time, sir. <laughs> it's a very different podcast. <laughs> All right. So she she got John Candy at, at the Tokyo Uni. Well, at a station, yeah. Golly. I, I know, golly. But actually, to be honest, this, all right, this happens quite frequently in Japan, right? But it doesn't happen as often as it used to. When I first started doing the show, this was like fucking weekly. Every week was like another person being busted, right? It was a police officer, somebody that worked at the post office, some office worker, some guy oh, that was, shit. oh God, all the time and shit, dude. It happened. Dude, go back. Wow. Dude, we've been doing the show for fucking 500 episodes, man. It got to the point where we just stopped doing these these stories and even today we stopped doing these stories. We don't really cover this kind of like um, crime that much just because, I mean, it's just like, okay, once again. But since you are this is your first time being on the show, why not, you know, have a little blast from the past? And, you know, it's relevant news. So, quick question from the yeah. American who has I've been to Japan, we've hung out in Japan, I've been there a very limited amount of time. I shaped your head in Japan. You did, and it was delightful because it was so hot and I was willing to sacrifice all that long hair to be to for cool temperature and Oh, you saved you saved a portion of my life that day, sir. I made Anthony Kiedis look like Flea. It was it was worth it. It was worth it. No regrets. But I had an experience when I was in Japan um, <laughs> that made me turn tail and run out of a video game arcade because I was unaccustomed to. God, how do I say this? Because she was absolutely underage. Didn't touch. Um, I had a young girl, 15, 16 on the outside, in a video game arcade. I was playing. Remember Bubble Bubble Bobble? No, but okay. It was like you were a bubble-blowing dinosaur popping balloons. It's a Tetris ripoff. Okay, yeah. Anyways, it's Google it. You'll know what I'm talking about. So I'm playing Bubble Bobble in a Japanese arcade. And my brother and I are hanging out, having a very wholesome afternoon. And a girl who's like, I don't know, 16 at the oldest, she fucking was wearing a schoolgirly outfit. And she pulled up her skirt at my brother and I, specifically, and she was not wearing underwear. And I saw everything, and every, everything was out there. And she was very clearly underage. So I grabbed my brother and I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm not cool with underage chicks showing me her cooch. Is flashing and picture taking that common? 
or was that an anomaly? You know what? Anything and everything happens in Tokyo. Whenever anybody comes to me and they're like, hey, did this story happen? I heard about this. I'm like, probably. Because, I mean, Tokyo is a city that has fucking, what, 13, 15 million people in it proper. Plus Damn, the suburbs. I didn't know that. It's huge. It's a massive city, right? Fucking, it's such a big concentrated city where fucking, I've got neighbors that have been my neighbors for years and I don't even know what they look like, right? <laughs> it's true. But the thing is, it's just like, I mean, if somebody said, is this common? I think probably it is to a degree because it's such a huge city with so much weird shit that fucking anything and everything kind of happens and stuff. So yeah, dude, yeah. I guess that is kind of common to a degree. Have Has that happened to me? No. But have I, have I seen things similar to that? Absolutely. It was weird, man. I ran like a I ran like a frightened child from an underage girl because I was like, I'm not getting caught up in this bullshit. Oh Jesus! Yeah, you do not want to get caught up. Like, if you get caught up in that kind of bullshit, dude, you're gonna wind up on my show. <laughs> like, um, yes, yeah, um, in related I'm on news, your show right now. How afraid should I be of this? Oh no! Well, see, you're on the good side of the show. You're not on the bad side of the show. You know what I'm saying? You're you're reading the <laughs> articles. The articles are not about you. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Uh, yeah. So pretty much that's my story. Yeah. This guy, uh, he's going to go to jail for a bit and uh, definitely get, he's going to get fired from his job. <laughs> Bad things will happen to this guy, but he's not the first and he's definitely not the last. Sorkin, your story. Oh, I found one. I found one. You got one. You and, got a good one. And there's, there's, uh, there's poop and there's acidic liquid. Mm-hmm. I, I think I found a good one. Hold on a sec. Let me, let me read this shit. 43-year-old guy adjusts his glasses. <clears throat> Soap dispenser in Tokyo public toilet. Switched with one full of acidic liquid, which is really just me. Uh, June 18th, 4.01 p.m. Tokyo is the byline. Police in Tokyo said that a soap dispenser in a public toilet on Itogawa Ward was switched with another dispenser containing acidic liquid on Tuesday morning. Uh, the ward office received a complaint from a man whose hands began stinging after he used what he thought was liquid soap provided in a public toilet in front of... Funabori Station along the Toei Shinjuku Line. Oh. Sanke Shimbun reported. After receiving the complaint at about 8.40 a.m., a ward office maintenance employee checked the soap dispenser and confirmed that the container had been switched. Uh, switched. The, uh, the police said that the bottle was filled with a highly acidic solution and that the person who switched dispensers faces a charge of inflicting bodily injury. After the incident, ward employees began retrieving public soap dispensers at public toilets. These soap bottles were installed in Edogawa Ward's public toilets as a preventative measure against the coronavirus. Since Tuesday, there have been no other reports of injuries. So do you All think right. this is kind of like... Um the beginning of a death cult like first we're gonna get rid of their hands then their arms and then 
<laughs> I don't know. Then we're going to get rid of the human race. I don't know. There's a lot of death runs in Japan. Run with me on this. Run with me on this. All right, what do you got? We've seen Aliens. Yeah. We've both seen that movie, which is a spectacular movie, by the way. One of the better action movies ever made. And actually, the first feminist action movie ever made, because if you think about it, Elvin, Elvin, what the fuck, Elvin? Ellen Ripley was defending her new family in the Marines and Newt as a surrogate daughter, and the alien hive queen was defending her children. So it's two moms fighting to the death. Super feminist and woke. Cool. But here's my take on this soap dispenser shit. I think that the aliens from that movie, because remember, they had acid for blood. I think they were jerking off in the soap dispensers. (laughs) Yeah. I think they were jerking it into the soap dispensers in order to fuck with us for uh, shooting out satellites into space that want to make contact with aliens, like the golden disc and shit. I think the aliens are sick of us shooting our trash out into the universe and are jerking off into our soap to dissolve our skin. <laughs> hey, dude, there's absolutely no way I can disagree with that. I, dude, that seems the most, that's probably the most logical thing I've heard about this story so far. Oh my God, that's, that's insane. Yeah, 110%. Yeah. Don't fuck with aliens. They'll jerk off in your soap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. On that That's note. a fantastic tagline to like sci-fi, sci-fi channel, next shitty sci-fi movie. Oh, God. That's insane, dude. Oh, alien that jerked off in my soap. <laughs> oh, man. That is fucking incredible. That's fucking incredible. John, I fucking miss you, man. I totally fucking miss you. I wish I was with you right now drinking. What are you drinking, vodka? I am currently drinking a uh, Dust Bowl Brewing Company Therapist IPA. It's a double IPA with an alcohol content of 10.4%. It should be 12. Okay, moving forward. (laughs) I know it's fucking high enough. Okay, John. Now, you've had bad, bad jobs. I've had fucking miserable jobs. I've had the worst jobs. I've worked for the worst companies. I had a boss. His name was Nasty Ashley. His fucking sidekick, everybody called him fucking pedophile Paul. Dude, fucking wait, I worked for wait, some- Wait, 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 wait. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Where stand the by. fuck did you work for Nasty Ashley? Huh? When? Yeah. When, the, the, I, I know nothing of Nasty Ashley or, or porno fucking Paul or whatever the fuck. I was who, pedophile. Who the Paul. fuck is Nasty Ashley? No, it was a nickname that everybody gave the fucking like bosses at this company. We call the company the quote quote sushi factory because of sushi in sushi out. Pretty much everybody was like rotating through the company, um, fucking year, fucking whatever. God damn it! Was this America this or Japan? Japan, obviously Japan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My point being, I worked for fucking some horrible companies back in the day. You did too. The only company that you worked at and I worked at together that was a great company was Harold's International Newsstand, which was fucking faded, got faded Japan before it got faded Japan. Pretty much reading the news and reading fucking like uh, magazines and all sorts of shit. No, I was pretty much wasted constantly when I worked there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I've never had a bad job at a bento shop, but... I think some people have in Japan. So we're going to read a story about um, 
a lady that had a really bad time at a bento shop. Here we go. This is like the worst bento shop ever. Bento shop staff punished part-time worker by piercing her nose and cutting all her hair off and more. It's like uh, kind of like the, the soup Nazi, but for bento. No bento for Wait, you. They, oh, because I have I have a nose ring. I'm just not wearing it right now. Did they pierce the middle like I have? Or did they pierce the nostril? Because that sounds cruel. It, it is does cr- not tickle getting the nose pierced. It doesn't tickle. Most piercings don't tickle. All right. Moving forward, workplace disciplinary action is always a delicate matter that requires a careful balance of people's rights and respect for the needs of the organization. Deductions and pay and public apologies are common tactics in Japan, but some employees just throw that playbook on the window, out the window, and go straight for mutilation. That was the case at a bento shop in Takamatsu City, Kagawa Prefecture. I've been there before. Great place. Where staff member Yuko Kono forcibly pierced the nose of a 24-year-old part-time worker. Piercing, which is expected to take three months to heal completely, has administered because the victim arrived late to work. Holy shit. Well, I mean, if you arrive late to work once. How late was she? uh, This is Japan. It could have been like two minutes. (laughs) <laughs> touche yeah at a bento shop a bento shop yes bento is not that crucial bento is delicious but not that crucial no bento for you to make matters more surreal this very same woman was arrested last april along with the manager kumiko was it chujo chujo almost said like kujo chujo who is also kono's mother for abusing the same part-timer this poor girl got abused and then she continued to work for this company. That's, I don't know. That might be her fault. I don't know. Because if you get abused once, you got to leave. Unless they got if something If I had on a you. boss who spanked me and called me a bitch, you'd love I'm it. not sure which way I'd jump on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'd love it. I know you too well. Uh, in the previous incident, a customer complained that a hair had ended up in the bento. Uh, the two women forcibly cut all the workers' hair off with a pair of scissors. What? This is insane. So pretty much like two months ago, uh, they shaved her head, but she continued to work there. And now she showed up late and they pierced her nose. This is getting more and more. I mean, they made her look cooler. You know what I'm saying? Like they gave her, I hope they gave her a Chelsea. You remember what that is? Is that really like you shave all the hair except for the bangs? Remember, it was when the girls shave all the hair except for the bangs. And then they have these little bits here coming down. Yeah, they the skinhead girls used to do that shit. The sharp girls. Yeah, yeah. if they gave her like a Chelsea sharp girl cut and then pierced her nose, I don't see the fucking problem. They made her look way cool. <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends, man. It depends. But she stuck she stuck around for the company. She stuck there. She stayed there, right? So the thing is basically like, I mean, they're abusing her, but she's continuing she's continuing to work there. There must be something else. Let me read more of the story. She probably just needs a job, like, really bad. Maybe she's got, like, a son to support or something. Well, she's 20. Well, maybe. Okay. To make matters more surreal, the very same woman was arrested last April along with the manager. Okay. Moving forward. The mother-daughter team was also arrested on the 8th of this month for further physically physical abuse. On 7th of June, after a customer complained about a bento was served slowly, 
So Chujo pushed a part-time worker in her 50s with both her hands and began kicking her several times, including the face and head. So basically, they've shaved her head, pierced her nose, pushed her down, and then basically like curb stomped her. In another instance in March of this year, oh my God, another one, uh, Kono told the 24-year-old worker, quote, you look sick. Why don't we get a blood sample and take you to the hospital? End quote. So probably she thought that she had like, I don't know, HIV yeah, or maybe like some, COVID. Some sick shit. I mean, that that could be construed as concern from an employer. Okay. Well, I mean. Taking the shit out of her, no. But... Well, it gets worse. She then allegedly made the worker cut her own cheek with a screwdriver. So basically they took blood with a screwdriver, not even a syringe. Maybe the screwdriver is safer than a dirty syringe. I don't know. Uh, these cases are standard. I mean, <laughs> well, they're both pointy. These cases all happen so frequently that it was hard to keep track of their outcomes, and there have been no reports of trials or lawsuits yet. So we can only assume that all the cases are still pending. Oh my God, that's insane. So pretty much, that's the story. There's like a girl. That poor been- girl's just trying to get a living, man. That's fucked up. John, think about this though. I mean, all right, you've had shitty jobs. I had a shitty job and fucking I just quit. I said, fuck you, I'm out of here. And I fucking left, right? But this girl, yep. she comes back and she comes back and she comes back. Why is she coming well, maybe, back? Why is she doing this? Maybe isn't like I don't know, maybe there's like a social stigma in her community about leaving your job or whatever. You know what I mean? Like maybe she's afraid of being shamed for leaving her job. I mean Honestly, I would tell my go- my boss to go fuck himself. I'd upper decker the fucking toilets and kick him in the nuts on the way out if that's the way they're going to treat me. But maybe she's afraid of shaming herself or whomever. And you know what I mean? That's true. But I mean, does she really need this fucking bento shop on her resume? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is this going to brain her career? Like, listen, I really want to be a doctor. Now, if I have this on my resume for at least six months, <laughs> I just need two more months of this shit. <laughs> And then I can leave. Hey, I served bento, bitch. Give me my doctorate. I mean, maybe it's some kind of future resume leverage. I don't fucking know. Possibly. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Or maybe this bento, this bento owner, maybe she's got connections in like a field that this girl needs to get into. She's like, hey, I know every hospital in this country. So if you work here, we can probably get you like a leg in or something somewhere. I don't know, man. It's fucking weird. <laughs> the bento owner, all right. The bento owner has one of the infinity gems, and the uh, waitress chick is actually an Avenger trying to get it from her. Possibly that's it. I don't know, but that's strange, man. I mean, fucking dude. First thing, first thing that happened to her was she got her all her head. Sh- all right, in Japan, girls spend a lot of money on their hair. They spend yeah, a lot they of money. The same way in America. Yeah, girls spend a lot of money on that shit here too. Okay, in general. In general, girls all over the world spend a lot of money on their looks, right? And they shaved off all her head. And you know what she did? She came back the next day and she's like, hi, welcome to Bento World. Can I take your order? You know? And then and then about a month later, fucking, she showed up. <laughs> I would love to go to the restaurant with the skinhead taking my order. And then two, two, fucking two months later and stuff. Basically, she showed up two, two days or two minutes late, and then they held her down and they pierced her nose with a screwdriver or something, right? That's and a then, weird fucking punishment, by the way. Hold on, we're gonna give you a cool fucking personal accessory. Fuck you. 
that's a weird punishment. To be honest, piercings in Japan are quite expensive, so maybe they did her a favor. Maybe they're trying to make her into a punk rocker. They're beating her into the club they're or something. They're trying to beat her into rebellion. <laughs> maybe. Oh, dude. And then after that, they push her down, and then they fucking curb stomp her. This is fucking insane, man. But then she keeps on showing up, and she keeps on showing up, and she keeps on showing up and stuff. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, her whole physical appearance has been completely changed, man. No hair, nose piercing, bruises. I'm, I'm sure they probably don't give her a, a lunch break or something. Maybe she's losing weight or something. Well, remember the guy in the Guy Fox mask in V for Vendetta beat the shit out of Natalie Portman constantly in order. He kidnapped her. Remember V for, for Vendetta? He kidnaps her, beats the fuck out of her, and shaves her head over a period of months in order to forge her into like a revolutionary. Maybe that's their goal. Maybe that's I don't what know. they're doing. Maybe they're trying to take down the government. The, the underground Bento Society. Maybe it's like Bento Antifa. Oh, my God. Bentifa. That's what it is. Bentifa. <laughs> We're initiating you into Bentifa. You've got your nose piercing. You've got your shaved head. You've been beaten into the gang. And then and then this girl, she goes to the cops. And she's like, listen, I can't take this Bentifa shit anymore. I, I just wanted a reference so I could become a doctor in the future. I, I haven't even made it into medical school. <laughs> they beat the shit out of her if she fucks up on the bento box assembly. Oh, man. You know, people take their jobs way too seriously. I swear to God. Shit, John. All right, man. One more story, dude. This one's yours. Boom. All right, hold on a minute, because I found a good one. Got a good one. an excellent one. And just strap in. Strap in, because it's a weird one. Okay. Byline is June 18th, 6 a.m., Kyoto. Fuck, man. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> man arrested for trying to ar- molest baby boy mistaken for a girl. Because it would have been cool if it was like a hetero molestation of a baby, right? <laughs> These things happen. That's a weird headline. Just right out of the gate. He was trying to molest a baby girl, but eh. <laughs> it doesn't uh, make it better. I kind of regret choosing this, but I'm locked in. A 29-year-old man was arrested Wednesday for attempting to molest a baby boy fuck, at a shopping complex in Kyoto, believing the child was a girl, police said. Like, and if you're going to tell the cops, what? I thought it was a girl. Like, honestly, just drag him out back and shoot him in the fucking head. Concur. Um, Kaisuke Kanamaru. A part-time worker was arrested in the Kyoto's Minamami ward at around 2.45 p.m. on suspicion of trying to touch the lower body of the one-year-old male baby. Uh, The suspect admitted to the charge, but the police quoted him as saying, I tried to do indecent things to a girl, because, you know, that explains it. Um, Kanamuru picked up the baby and placed him on his knee at a toy department while the boy's mother had stepped away. A patrolling officer noticed and made the arrest, the police said. According to the police, they have received several complaints since March about a man behaving suspiciously in the shopping complex, including staring at and bothering infants. The police are investigating whether Kanamuru was involved in these cases as well. 
it is Jesus really hard Christ. to make a joke about someone trying to fuck a baby. But <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my all. I'm gonna give it my all here. Hold You're on natural. a second. You're a natural and got fit in Japan. This is this is <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Rocky going up against Ivan Drago on this shit. All right. <laughs> Fucking, what do I do? Do I go with the angle that the baby was a slut? Like, what the fuck? Uh, that diaper was just a little too short. <laughs> man, that was the one of them. It was one of them booty cutter diapers. Man, couldn't help himself. Jesus. All right. I think, I think. Fuck, I'm going to burn in hell for this. I think, I I honestly think that this man is a time traveler from the future and that baby is the next Hitler. So he was, he was, he was trying to emotionally scar the baby so the baby can't grow up to be Japan Hitler. <laughs> I right. feel like shit for making, I feel like a terrible person. No, 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 that's you're not terrible. You just got fed in Japan. Don't worry, there's a big difference. That's it. That's my theory. The baby was going to be future future Japan Hitler. <laughs> I thought it was a girl, and I thought it was Japanese Hitler. I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't know. I it was it was a rough one. It was a rough one. I pulled off what I could. <laughs> you did great, man. You did great. Uh, you're a champion. You're a champion at least. Oh man, that's fantastic. Oh God. Uh yeah. Um I was gonna go along the lines of like the diapers to revealing. Maybe it's a G-string diaper or something. I don't know. A G-string <laughs> diaper wouldn't hold any shit in it though. And it'd be like the worst diaper ever. <laughs> well <laughs> I don't know. I then I blame the parents. <laughs> the mechanics of the G-string diaper do not hold up to examination, sir. So uh, babies are supposed to shit in these things? What's going on here? <laughs> oh, 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 God. Be uh, like a string cutting a banana on the uh, way out. <laughs> oh, that's great. <clears throat> Sorgan, it's been fantastic having you on the show, man. I, I've fucking hanging out with you. It's always been a blast. Um, since fucking 1995. Cheers. No, 1996, I think we met. Um Dude, I can't wait to come to California and hang out with you again. Um, hopefully this year, hopefully this year, if this coronavirus thing fucking finally ends where we can actually do some international travel without being fucking put through the third degree and fucking going through two weeks of fucking quarantine, man. I want to fucking get the fuck out of Japan and travel, dude. I want to do a little time. Well, my home is your home. Ah, oh, fucking don't say that, man. We'll never leave. I know how much you drink. So I, I definitely want to go to California. I got to go to Europe a little bit. I mean, fucking, I don't have the money for it, but I want to. I just got to get out of Tokyo, man. I got to get out of this apartment, man. But um, yeah, hanging out with you right now and fading with you right now has been a dream come true, dude. Thank you very much for being on the show. And um, God, thank you for um, this Asahi Japanese special super dry. Holy smokes. This was uh, gifted by a friend of mine. Oh my God. So fucking awesome. Dude, I'm so fucking happy. Great show. Dude, great to you see know you. What? It's marvelous. Thank you for having me. It makes me happy. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. I, I so appreciate it. John Sorkin, thank you very much for being on the show. It's a pleasure hanging out with you. And I think on that note, we got to say sayonara. Um, 
faders, you know what to do. Go to iTunes, give us a five-star review and write something groovy. And if you want to do something a little bit better to support the show, you can go to our Patreon page and uh, support us on Patreon. It costs you $5 to sign up for Patreon. You get the keys to the castle. We got so much content there. And if you want, you know, we do have Instagram and we've got Facebook. You can go to Instagram and Facebook and support us there. That is 110% free. And so is the iTunes. So go to the iTunes and do that. I mean, for God's sake, it takes you two seconds and it means the world to us. Faders, thank My you very goodness, much for- you have a lot of payment options here as a convenience for your fans and listeners. Well, actually only one payment system and that's Patreon and everything okay. else is pretty much free, but they get tons of free content. Wait, free you say? I do say free. This is marvelous. Free for everybody. My goodness, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, fucking A, dude. Uh, we're going to have to do some digital fucking bro hugging, man. Fucking, I know when we get this way, so I'm like, so going to love you, man. Oh, I love right, you. Right. Too. You always have Bring my back. Forget it. I'm reaching around right now. I am reaching oh, around. Either. Back pat. Back pat. All right, back uh, pat. I love you, too. <laughs> Faders, we all love you, too, man. Fucking on that note. We'll see you next time. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should use me? We're good! Freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.